0: Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. this is Dan Spade.
1: He's one of our elders, and here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets, where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening listening to this on the Heart and Head's podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, If this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, will take you to PayPal and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, We're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Okay, let's... uh... Good to be be here, man. It seemed like we've taken a little hiatus because we we usually record on on Thursday, and it's already Monday, and this is coming out kind of come out Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> She's the who's gonna have to get it together. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to study together. We pray your blessings as we navigate through this Old Testament. Help us to realize how important it is to learn these things and to study these things because you told us that the things that were written here were written for our learning so that we could learn and grow and we could have patience, endurance, and all those things that we need uh, to be the kind of disciples we're supposed to be. Father, be with our audience, be with those folks as they study, as they listen and, and learn and grow. I pray that we'll say some things that, that will help them to navigate through their own spiritual, uh, spiritual walk and their own discipleship. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: All right, so we're in Numbers 16, 12. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so so essentially what's happened is now the, the Levites, some of the Levites are rebelling against Moses, right? So we've, we, again, so we're, we're going to, let's go even farther back for a second, right? <laughs> God saves these Israelites from Exodus, mm-hmm. or from Egypt. Mm-hmm. They exit Egypt. They go to Mount Sinai. Along the way... They spit in his face. Mm-hmm. They basically say over and over again, we don't trust you even yeah. though you saved us mm-hmm. every, time, every step of the way. Even though you've provided for us, we don't trust you. Mm-hmm. They keep saying it. They get to Mount Sinai. He says, look, I want to be your God and I want you to be my people. You're going to be a special people as long as you do what I say. And they throw themselves at this agreement, which kind of blows my mind because it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. All, the lo- all along the way, you guys have been caterwauling and complaining and belly aching. About how this God isn't gonna isn't gonna save you that he's he's gonna kill you even though he's been saving you mm-hmm. and now here at Mount Sinai when he says do you wanna do you accept the covenant they throw themselves into the covenant relationship.
0: Uh, one of the things I just went and looked at but I want to make sure it says these were community leaders this was the leadership. This wasn't just a bunch of bunch of ragamuffins on the street corner, man. No. You know, the guys that got pushed off to the side when everybody else was walking through the wilderness. I know. These were the community. And they walk up and they say, you've gone too far. So this is back in number 16, Yeah, right? so this is back in. Yeah. And they say, you've gone too far. What do you mean you've gone too far? You know, and it, and it says, it said, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy. Every one of them and the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourself above the Lord's assembly? Are you kidding me?
1: And so this is, this is the latest iteration of a heart problem that has existed from, the, from beginning. the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. And guys, this is really the point of the law. Okay? The yeah. law... When we say the law, what we're talking about are the first five books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Paul will talk in the New Testament, in the book of Galatians, mm-hmm. the book of Romans, he will talk about the purpose of the law, the first five books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the law is not to make anyone perfect. The purpose of the law is to reveal what we're witnessing here. Yeah. That mankind, even Israel who are specifically and specially chosen by God have a major heart problem. Yeah. That they are rebellious, that they are sinful, that even these people who have seen God, seen his work, benefited from his good, still turn from him. Mm -hmm. And that's really the point of law. The point of the law is to point Israel specifically to its need for Christ. The other point of the law, as Paul has said over and over again to the church, is so that the church
0: learns from these things. And the the beauty is the the flip side of it, is that Jesus comes along and says, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you anyway. You know, because he says, it says in Romans 6, the wages of sin is death. Yeah, But the free gift or the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. So as he's showing us all these things, Roman 15 tells us the things written before written for our learning. Okay, So as we learn those things, we learn, we look at this thing and say, are you guys crazy? Well, then we have to look in the mirror and say, man, am I crazy? And that's the point. That's the point. The point is for us to look at this and go, man,
1: they have a heart problem. So do I. I've got a heart problem. Oh. The solution has to be somebody has to fix my heart. Yeah. This is setting up. The story in the prophets. This is setting up prophecies that have to do with the new covenant that we find in Jeremiah, that we find in Ezekiel, that basically say, "Look, there's a new covenant coming."
0: And you know something else too. I just dawned on me when Colossians, when Colossians talks about the but circumcision, and that was a big deal of the day that every all the Jews wanted the Gentiles to be circumcised because that was a sign of the covenant. And God said, "No, no, you don't understand. No, you understand. There has to be a circumcision of heart." And when you said, just a minute ago, somebody's got to change my heart. That's what he's talking about. Have a circumcision heart. Well,
1: and this is what Jeremiah and Ezekiel both promised. Yeah. This is what Isaiah promised. This mm-hmm. is what all these guys in the new covenant, when they talk about the new covenant coming in the Messiah in Jesus, which is now already here. This is what he's talking yeah. about. God says through Ezekiel, and he, and he says it the most explicitly through Ezekiel, like the most just matter of factly. He mm-hmm. says what? In Ezekiel 36, he says, 36 or 37, I always forget which chapter it is. I think it's 36 though. He says, a new covenant's coming where I'm going to take out your heart of stone. Mm -hmm. What was it that Pharaoh had? A hard heart, heart of stone, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to take out your heart of stone. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to put a new spirit in you. And then I'm going to put my spirit in you. Mm -hmm. Why are we as the church in the new covenant able to lead lives that bring glory and honor to God? Because of God. Because of God because of Christ's sacrifice, mm-hmm. because of the reception of the Holy Spirit, because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we now have a new heart. Our heart of stone, our heart of rebellion has been replaced. A mm-hmm. heart of flesh has been put in. A new spirit has been given to us, a new attitude, a new mindset, and then God's and, spirit and, has been know, given to us. That's why
0: when we rebel now, it is so egregious. It's it really so is. ugly. It really it's so is. heart-wrenching. And it and it and when Satan gets us to do that, it uh, it causes so much damage. But rebellion in what sense? Well, I'm not
1: talking about just sinning. So let's let but that's why we clarify, right? Because when you say that, my mind goes to what what I hear you saying is any sin.
0: No, 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 no. But when you when you see a congregation or you see a family, a spiritual family get at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they start, to, they start to get like this together and there's no love there's no peace there's no harmony now it's all chaos mm-hmm. when you see that happen and we rebel against God because God said you know he says in, in, in Matthew chapter 5 he said bless all the peacemakers yeah. for they we call sons of God Well, if, I'm, if you and I are son we don't have to always see eye to eye but we have to all be on the same page we have to be going the same direction you know I've got to let you be you and you got to let me be me that's you know that's just the way this works and, and when we don't and we rebel against. We're rebelling against God's family. That's why it's so egregious. Yeah. That's why you can't. That's why you can't be out in the out in the in the prairie somewhere. You have to be part of a church family.
1: Yeah.
0: And you have to you have to adhere to the principles of what that church family is.
1: Look, I'm, I'm clarified a little bit. If you're struggling against sin, good. Yeah. That's where you need to be. That's a good thing, guys. Yeah. Oh, but preacher, I fail sometimes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. That's that's what we do. We're really good. At sucking. That's that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. We're really good at that. Yeah. God is really good at cleaning us up. Yeah. The question is, when you struggle and fall, are you gonna stand back up? Yeah. What we're talking about when we're saying that you know you're rebelling. A rebel, yeah. We're it's a it's a literal rebellion, either on an individual basis, which basically says or collective. I'm no longer fighting against sin. Yeah. I'm no longer struggling. I'm, I'm no longer I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live in it and and that's that. That's a personal, individual rebellion. But then what he's talking about is a congregational rebellion. Yeah. Where within the body of Christ. You start to have, you start to have major conflict. You go, you know, I don't really care what my brother thinks. I don't really care about my brother anymore. I don't care about my sister anymore. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they feel. I don't care what they're going through. I don't care about them. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, you are rebelling against God. You are yes. no longer walking in the light.
0: Well, I had, a, I had an individual that told me one time quit coming to church, you know, quit, uh, you know, he was good friends with me and my family and, and quit kind of, kind of bailed out on that. And I asked him one day, I said, what do you think you're doing? What's wrong? He said, I know I'm going to hell. And he said, I'm going to have a good time while I'm getting there. And, and I said, come on, you know, you can't believe it. Absolutely. I do. And then I, I heard from a lady that was going to church here, saw him at another place, and he told her the same thing. So I know it wasn't just me he said it to. He said it to numerous people. And I'm going, that's rebellion against God, turning away from God as an individual and saying, I'm done. I don't believe in you anymore. I'm done with you. I'm walking away. God said, if he won't come back, he can't deal with that. He won't deal with it. He'll deal with it like here. Yeah. You know, look at what happens to these guys. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean hey, they... You know, I mean in, in verse twelve, you know, I said then Moses summoned Dathan and Abram, the sons of Eliab, but they said, We're not gonna we're not coming. Yeah. We're not gonna come. You know, he wanted them to come the next day and, and bring their censors.
1: And and okay, so so but remember, it's very likely that Moses's face is still glorified here, right? Mm-hmm. So this is insane, right? This is like you know, it's like having you know, people ask all the time, well, why did not God just set up on a mountaintop somewhere? Oh my gosh.
0: But you he's know, done even, that? Let's say even if his face isn't still glowing. <laughs> oh, okay. Every time he walked in a room with that staff. Oh man. Yo, know, that staff. That's a means. That's a mean sucker, man. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. he can. He can. He points it at a river, at, a, at an ocean, and it splits in two. You know, this is this is heavy stuff. And they're and they're looking at this guy and said, "You've gone too far, Moses." <laughs> Yo, have you? Are you kidding me? But look at what. Look at. Look at the.
1: You know, uh, one of the things for personal growth that one of the things I tell people all the time is you really need to do Mm self-reflection. You really need to to think critically about where you are, what you're doing and why. Look at their criticism in 13. We're we're not coming. Why? Isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? And now you also want to lord it over us? Did they forget how they got there? What? (laughs) What? It's like, it's like. Just just scroll back a little bit, or if you're in your in a regular Bible, flip back the page to to Numbers 14. Who was it who was holding stones? <laughs> who was it who was going to stone Moses and Joshua and Caleb and Aaron and all? Who was doing that? Look at what they're insane. They're ins- this is arrogance. Mm-hmm. This is pride. This is rebellion. It's, and that's what it leads to. It's really it rebellion. leads to that all the time. Yeah, you know, and we see it. We see it going on in our nation today. We see it in in the world, in our nation today. We see what rampant pride is doing to our cultures
0: and our communities. Listen to what they... Listen to what they listen to. Moreover, you haven't brought us in, up into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Do you want to treat these men like slaves? No, we're not coming. We're not coming. In other words, you want to command us to do something yeah. and you can't even give us the most basic things? The
1: Hebrew writer warns the Hebrew writer warns about oh, having a hard heart. Mm-hmm. I heard one preacher put it this way. At some point, your conscience becomes so seared that no amount of the word of God spoken for your good and your benefit and your salvation is going to make a difference. And that's where these people are. You know, I, I did a, uh, I did a funeral for a, a kiddo once and, uh, When I do funerals, especially in that situation, most of what I had was scripture, you know, because I'm trying to give comfort. I'm trying to remind people like, this is why we have hope. This is why we have hope to see him again because of Jesus. And we have to follow Jesus. And for all of us, that should be our mission to follow Jesus. So we can see this kid again. And I got up and I basically said that. And I, and I talked about how, you know, it's not because of us. There's nothing we can do. We're evil, wicked people, but God is very good and all he asks of us is to follow Jesus essentially what i said and the in, not the entire place but the majority probably 100 people in that room rebelled against that mm-hmm. i mean they were upset they were angry they were they were screaming i was and they did it, they did
0: it in a vocal way too didn't oh
1: yeah they? no 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 when i'm well, i'm not saying this like you know this isn't hyperbole yeah. okay this is just straight what happened i had i had uh the mother of the child stand up and and denounce me in front of everybody You know, I mean, it was unreal. It was ugly. It was ugly. And I'm standing there and I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like to see the heart of heart, because I mean, I've got, look, look, I'll make it available. Anyone who, maybe you were there and you, you, you saw it and you're, I've got the sermon available. I can send it to you. It is 99% scripture. Mm -hmm. All I really am doing is reading scripture at this point, connecting some dots for people and These people were nominally Christian. Well, they call themselves. They call themselves yeah. nominally Christian, right? And so, well, it you would on what you think, mean by nominally Christian. Well, they call themselves Christian. Okay, well, Christian, you know, Christian in name. That
0: that, that isn't even a little bit Christian.
1: Well, you know, I, my my thing is when somebody comes to me and says I'm a Christian, you're a Christian until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, if you, that wasn't enough for you? Oh well, that was enough. Yeah, that was enough. And that's what I'm saying. Whether they were Christians or had never been Christians. The word of God, the effect it had on them, because what are we doing when we speak the word of God? What, what's going on? The spirit, the spirit of God is attacking them. Right? This is His sword. Mm-hmm. He's stabbing them, and they they took that, and instead of their hearts softening, and them turning to life, they hardened their hearts. They looked at the person speaking it, the person saying these things, and they denounced him. And they got upset, and they got angry, and I felt so bad.
0: I know people that were there, that were virtually bleeding for you, hmm. that were bleeding for you.
1: I was grateful there were. They and were one of them was of the, 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 was,
0: the boy, was the boy's father. I know, he was know. bleeding for you. I know. And
1: but the the point is, the point is not woe is me. The point is, sometimes that you speak you you speak the truth to people, you know, and you speak it in love. And their reaction to it is like this. Look at
0: what, what do you think Moses' reaction is? It say he's looking at them and saying, "Oh, please, God, please don't do what I know you can." Well, that's where he started,
1: right? I know, he, he, I know, I he, know. He, he moves from that. I know. He moves from that.
0: Um, but it had to, it has to break his heart.
1: It does. Yeah. You know, and I think anger is. It a, broke your heart. It did. And, and again, I think anger, especially with Moses, who knows these people. I mean, think yep. about it. These are the people who are responsible for the tent of meeting, mm-hmm. right? These are the people responsible what for the be- ten of meeting, the tabernacle yeah. and all these things. And they see Moses every mm-hmm. day. And for them to come away, I think I think his reaction here in verse 15 is, yeah. is appropriate.
0: He said he became very angry and said, Lord, do not accept their offering. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. Because what are they accusing him of? They're basically accusing him of theft at this point. Yeah.
1: They're basically accusing him of, oh, oh, and what did he say? And and um, yeah, you you're gonna you're gonna lord it over us and you're gonna treat us like slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Moses, who is comfortable in Midian. Mm-hmm. Who was married? Who was 80 years old? Yeah. Who had a flock? How do you, Dan? How would you feel if God said, "All right, Dan, I know, I know you're getting up there, but I've got 40 more years of herding cats for you, and then you're going to die for these people in the wilderness. Are you on board?" <laughs> That's what he signed Moses up. Think about it.
0: I looked right at Vic you know, Morgan yesterday morning, and I said. <laughs> I said, you know, we're on the other side of the hill, (laughs) and Vic said something to the effect of, you know, closer, I'm closer than you are, you know. But the point was is that, man, we're looking forward to because we're on the other side, and we and we, I don't have to go through what you're going through. I don't have to raise kids anymore. I don't have to do all that stuff. I don't, you know. But sometimes, in some instances, it's worse. Because I see now so much more clearly than, say, you even do. I mean, you have a lot of book sense, a lot of book smarts and everything, but I see things from life that you don't even get yet. No, yeah. And, and I'm looking at it and going, and it, just, it breaks my heart. I mean, it breaks my heart, you know, to, you know, what broke my heart. I want, I'd want to get up and throw the first rock at that place, man, when they, were, when they were jumping you, man. Because I've gotten to the point, I don't put up with that I don't want to put up with that nonsense, man. I, I don't want to put up with it. You know, I mean, if that's how you want to be, yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with that kid in the box. It has everything to do with them, and they have just said, "We don't want you here." Fine, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Well,
1: it's a, it's in a very it's a very emotionally charged event. Yeah, city um and, and it's a shame. I, I I mean, had I realized that, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm always of two minds about it. I'm glad that I was given the opportunity. I'm glad that I said what I said because for some of those people, it's the it's the only time apparently that they'll ever hear. Um, they didn't hear the it. gospel. They didn't hear it. Uh, well, and they hardened themselves to it, but you never know. Seed to seed. Pharaoh not, didn't
0: hear it. And he had lots of opportunities, but he, yeah. and he, but he didn't hear it. Yeah. He played a game with it, but he didn't hear it. That's true. Because if he had so, heard it from in here, it had changed him.
1: So it's, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get, you know, Moses gets, catches a lot of flack, you know, when he's called the first time. And he says, "Lord, send somebody else." Right? Remember, right yeah. at the beginning in Exodus, it's like Exodus four, where God is like, "I've chosen you; I'm sending you." Yeah. Well, think about it. Forty years before, <laughs> he had already been down this road. Yeah, he tried to. He tried. He killed the Egyptian, right? Yeah. What was he doing? He was leading a rebellion. Mm-hmm. He was saying, "I'm going to kill the, Egi- yeah. the oppressors. Yeah. I'm going to free the slaves. Yeah. We're going to do all these things." Uh-huh. And the people of uh, the people of Israel said, "No." Uh-huh. and so he ran he mm-hmm. flees right yep. pharaoh's coming after his life mm-hmm. he's like lord been there done that yeah i don't want to do it again yeah and now here he is and he's dealing with exactly the stubbornness the hard-headedness yep. the, that he knew was already there yeah so i mean he catches a lot of flack in exodus well, 4 but i think look at this story and, and don't realize it's not
0: let's warranted. move and let's see what happened Moses said to Korah, you and all your followers are to appear before the lord tomorrow You and they and Aaron each managed to take his censer and put incense in it, 250 censers in all, and present it before the Lord. You and Aaron are to present your censers also. So each of them took his censer, put burning coals and incense into it, and stood with Moses and Aaron at the entrance to the tent of meeting. When Korah had gathered all his followers in opposition to them at the entrance at the tent of meeting, the glory of the Lord appeared to the entire assembly. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "Separate This, This had to be a surreal moment for these guys. You know, they all got, they're all there, all dressed in their finest Sunday go to meeting clothes. They got their censers and all this smoke and all this aroma. You know, I don't know if you have, if you have scented candles or anything in your house. And, you know, we've got little things we turn on with a light bulb in it, you know, and all that, you know, and, and it puts an aroma. We have certain kinds of scents we put in. Well, they have, they have this incense and it's, and it's for a special purpose. And, and then God's, God's glory appears. Yeah. Now that's not just a, you know, a light bulb turned on. No, no, that's not, it's not just that, that you start to hear some crackling or something, you know, this, this is, this is immense. And and he said, you know, and the glory, of, and they said, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this assembly so I can put an end to them at once. Now I've got a, did they hear him? Did they hear him talk to Moses? Did he hear? Did he? They hear him say, "Moses, Aaron, get away from them. Get back over here. I'll, you know, like like you take your children you go like this. And, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry, I got this. You know, and and you know, and you're one of these people that they've just said you have lost your mind, Moses. I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't nobody. You know, we're just as holy as you are. And now here's God going." out of my way. I, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to figure We're going to well, figure this out. Right quick. And he said, then Moses and and said then Moses Aaron fell face down and cried, Oh God, the God who gives breath to all living things. Will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? Then the, then the Lord said to Moses, say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Ab- how do you say that word? Abiram? Abiram. 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 Moses got up and went to Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed them. He warned the. So they, they have, have they still not come? Because he, he got up and went to them. Or did he just go to the assembly with them? Do we realize that
1: the entire assembly is here? I know. All of Israel. It's not just. I know. And God says, oh, the entire assembly again is rebelling against me with Korah. Because they're all standing behind Korah. Yeah. That's why God says, okay, no problem. I'm going to kill them all. I'm done. God's like, I warned you. I warned you on Mount. I'm I warned you back. Go back and read Exodus 34. And what does God tell Moses? I am not going to come up with you. I am not going to 33, 34. Yeah. I am not going to come up with this people because if I come with this people, I'm going to destroy them. That's yeah. what he told Moses. Yeah. Moses said, Lord, we're not going anywhere until you come with us. Here he is again saying, get back Moses. This is the third time. <laughs> I know. God has told Moses I know. this. I know. Get back Moses. I'm going to kill all these people. I get yeah. look. There's nine, there's a hundred, there's a, there's an infinite number of ways, Dan, to skin a cat. Yeah. We, we can get this cat skin one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, these people don't want to yeah. come along. Let's, that's what he's saying. I tell people all the time, we are told constantly in the new Testament, Romans 15, 1 Corinthians 10, pay attention to these stories. Mm-hmm. Why? Because guess what? There comes a point in time where God is done with your rebellion. There comes a point. It's not on me to tell you when that is. It's not on me. Yes, we serve a God of second chances. I believe all that. I believe it wholeheartedly. Yes, God wants to save as many as people as possible. But there comes a point in time where God says in rebellion, I am done. And, and I am done.
0: The world is living in a state of rebellion as we speak.
1: Well, it's like Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, 5, at the end of 5 or the end of 6, he says, you know, why do I need to judge the world? They already stand condemned. Remove the sinner from from your midst. He's telling the church at Corinth, yeah. my message is not to the world. They're already, Dan, they're already slotted for destruction. My, my reminders to the church, don't harden your heart. Mm. Don't live in rebellion. Now, does God want you to come back from the far country? No, Absolutely. We got, we got to
0: understand too, if we got folks that are watching that are part of the, the, the lost world. If that's who they are. Now, That's true. God, god is saying you can come be a part of me we we're going to get to oh, yeah, the we're gonna get to story of rahab and where rahab is going to is going to be accepted into Absolutely. the family because she doesn't harden her heart well, the, all of her, the whole city
1: is going to be wiped let, out. let me Except make for. it really clear right i saw a comedian one time and he was talking about he was talking about his christian friends, and he was an atheist and he said uh you know it really it really troubles me that You know, I have Christian friends, friends who are Christians and they know I'm an atheist and they never try to convert me. They never tell me anything. And I know what they believe. They believe people like me are going to die and go to hell. Well, are they really my friends if they never tell me that? Are they really my friends? If I mean, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be my friends. They're, and they're Christians. They believe this supposedly. Mm-hmm. Then why don't they ever tell me anything? And he has a point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As Christians, we have a responsibility. If you're lost, you're dying and going to hell. Yeah. If you're in the world, if you are not a follower of Jesus, if you're an atheist, if you're an agnostic, mm-hmm. if you are not, if you're a Muslim, if you're whatever, if you're a Hindu, if you are not a follower of Jesus, he is the only, way. the only way, He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. This has been attested to through the resurrection. If you're watching this and you're out in the world, you need to understand that you're going to die and mm-hmm. be condemned. Mm-hmm. That's where you stand unless you repent and follow Jesus. It's really that simple. That's where it is. Now, you also need to understand that God, that's exactly what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. God made you. He created you in his image, not to serve these lesser powers, not to pimp yourself out to lesser spiritual authorities, not to be a slave to the powers of chaos and darkness, because that's what all these other spiritual powers and authorities are. Rather, he has made you in his image. You belong to him, and he has done everything necessary to redeem you. So if you are out there, and you've fallen under the sway of the lies of the enemy, whether that's in atheism, agnosticism, whether that's in paganism or pantheism, I don't care what ism it is. I don't care if it's materialism and naturalism. If you've fallen under the sway of the enemy, I highly recommend that you listen to what I'm saying, and you turn and you follow Jesus. Because otherwise, you will stand before God and have to give an account for every wrong thing you've done and you will stand without Jesus and you will be condemned for it. That's right. Because we serve a God of justice. Now, he has made that explicit through the resurrection of his son. That's how it is. Yep. Sorry. If you're in the church and you're in the lost far country, you've walked away from Jesus. You've turned away. You need to understand that you will stand condemned. Turn away from the far country. Come back. Yep. Yep. Come back. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah, and I say it because I believe it. Yeah, I I, I agree, and that's and I think we don't say it enough. It doesn't have to do with look. I don't hate anybody. No. The reason I stand here, or I sit here, ironically, I sit here and say this. The reason I say it over and over, the reason I warn people is because I believe this to be true. I am persuaded and I am convinced. Yeah. And being persuaded and being convinced, I refused to sit here and watch somebody in a burning building go down with the ship.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to say something. I'm yeah. going to speak up. Now, if you don't want to believe me and you want to go on your way, that's up to that's you. Fine. That's, that's fine. That's up to you. I can't, but, I can't force anybody to do anything.
0: You know, here, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. It, you know, it's... It, uh, but it says, but Moses and Aaron fell face down and cried, O God, O God, who gives breath to all living things, will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? You know, so he's he's pleading again. Yeah. All right. And he said, then the Lord said to Moses, say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, Ebram. And Moses got up and went to Dathan, Ebram, and the elders of Israel followed him. He warned the assembly, move back from the tents of these wicked men. He's already decided that it's too late to save them. And he said, do not touch anything belonging to them, or you will be swept away because of all their sins. So he moved away from the tents of Korah, Dathan and Abram. Dathan and Abram had come out and were standing with their wives, children, and little ones at the entrance to their tents. So they didn't come to where he said, they, they had to go to them. Just like they said, they weren't going to come. Then Moses said, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all those things, all these things. And that it has not, it was not my idea. If these men die a natural death and suffer the fate of, of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something totally new and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them with everything that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the realm of the dead, then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. Youch! As soon as he finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their household and all those associated with Korah together with their possessions. They went down alive into the realm of the dead with everything they owned. The earth closed over them and they perished and were gone from the community. At at their cries, all the Israelites around them fled shouting, the earth is going to swallow us too. Can you imagine? Oh, it's not done. Yeah, he said, And the fire came from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, to remove the censers from the charred remains and scatter the coals some distance away. For the censers are holy, the censers of the men who sin at the cost of their lives. Hammer the censers into sheets to overlay the altar, for they for they were presented before the Lord and have become holy. Let them be a sign to the Israelites. And,
1: and John and John and First John says there is a sin that leads to death, but not all sin leads to death. Yeah. You know, people think that's talking about the unforgivable sin. It's really not. What John is saying is there comes a point in time where your rebellion has to be judged by God. Yeah. And this is an example of a sin that led to death. They would not change. They would not yield. Didn't matter how much. Some people
0: say that is the unforgivable sin. Yeah, no. Well. And I understand what you're saying.
1: No, the unforgivable, we need to be very careful because the unforgivable sin is a very specific thing. Mm -hmm. And. You know it's not something that it's not something if you're not a member of the church if you've never followed jesus or if you've only tentatively followed but you know you've never really been his disciple you need to understand you can't commit the unforgivable sin mm-hmm. it's impossible for you to do so the unforg- unforgivable sin is blasphemy of the holy spirit and we can talk about that you know we can talk about that if we need to i've broken down the the, the parameters for this unforgivable sin it's a very specific thing it's something that is knowingly done and it has to be Rebellion, much like what their rebellion yeah. is here, but it's rebellion against the Holy Spirit specifically. Yeah. Jesus says this is unforgivable. What we're talking about when we're talking about sin leading to death, this is it. This is this is a point where you've hardened yourself so much mm-hmm. in your sin that no no amount of God's word, no amount of God moving you, no, I, is going to move. Is and
0: gonna and gonna I want to tell anything. you guys, if you are watching this, and and if your heart is like that, you watch for about ten seconds and you turned it off. If you're still watching yeah. through this whole thing, that's not where you are. You're not in that kind of rebellion where these people are. You know, you have hope. You have hope that that you can come to a loving, caring, merciful, forgiving God. That's that's what He wants to do. That's what He wanted to do here. He could. They wouldn't let Him. Yeah. And so, you know, if if that's where you are, man, you know, let us know what what we can do to help. You know, we want to pray with you. We want to we want to visit with you if we can. You know, just let us know. Just drop us a note and say, "Hey, man, I watched the episode. It was great. It really helped." Whatever, whatever you need to do, uh, you know, we'd love to. We'd love to. To, to we'd love to hear from you. We Absolutely. really would. And so. look, we're not. We're not done. We're gonna have to
1: come back. There's a lot of hard things in this. Oh yeah. Because they went down, as it says here, right? They went down with everything they owned, including their women and their children. That's what, all of it. It all went down. All. To, they went down alive. As, and the as 250 the
0: of them, all them, God consumed them.
1: So, I mean, there's a lot of judgment here that I think we need to unpack. There we'll, are a lot of, and we'll do that next week. We, that, we got some more there. I mean, be, especially be. when you start talking about you know God's judgment on mm-hmm. women and children, right? Yeah. I mean, in in the in the flooding of the earth in Genesis six is kind of a it, it's kind of not dealt with as explicitly. Why do talk about that next week? Let's let's deal with all. Oh yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have, have to. deal with it. We don't have time today, no. but we're we're definitely gonna no. deal with it.
0: Okay, all right. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you'll tune in next week because we're gonna pick this up and finish this up next week. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to learn about these folks, to learn what you did and what you required of them, to learn, Father, what it means to what rebellion from you looks like and what the what it, the consequences can end up being. Father, be with each one of us. Be with Cole and I, be in our families. Be with our, our those who are watching and who will watch whenever. I pray, Father, that you be with each one of us as we strive, Father, to follow you, as we strive to to get our lives in line with you. We're going to make mistakes, Father, but we know that you're a loving, caring, compassionate God, and that that, uh, if we stay focused on you and stay focused on your son, that you will love us, you'll forgive us, and you'll save us in the end, and we thank you for that. Father, bless us, as we go through our lives. Help us to strive to be the people that you want us to be. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.